0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Threadcast, Ryan Smith here, hope you're doing well. This is Common Thread's podcast, if you will, Um, kind of our deeper discussion into the subjects that we're walking through on Sundays together. Um, It's meant to be just a tool to kind of help you think uh, deeper, and so if you're hearing this for the first time, you're not a part of Common Thread, welcome, welcome, I'm glad you're with us. This isn't meant to be the most profound thing you ever heard, but just really something to get you thinking and talking and and, and sharing with with the people that you come in contact with. Uh, We're uh, doing this series from the inside out, emotions in the Psalms, and um, kind of dealing with a different emotion um, and a different psalm that goes along with the idea. Being behind it, that the emotions we have, none of them are bad. Um, in the sense, they were they're given to us by God. But how do we wrestle with them? How do we handle them? How do we um, deal with them? And so, um, uh, so yeah, so that's what we're doing now. I want to say I've said this on a couple other ones, but I want to say, especially today, we're dealing with anger today. Um, and I, you know, this is uh, a lot of these. I am no expert in any of this, and so um, a lot of the material that we're going through today is stuff I've gathered. Um, a lot of it is not my own. Uh, I'm not trying to sell this as something unique to me, but more as tools. I um, found resources that I found, put them together, and just kind of present them to you guys. Um, so if you want to talk about where we got them, that kind of stuff, I am happy to do that. Uh, I just want to, to say that up front um, as we go through this. So anger. Um Psychi- Psychologists tells us that anger is a secondary emotion, um, that it rises in response to another emotion, usually hurt or fear. Neurobiologists tell us that our anger response is hardwired into our bodies. It's actual physiological changes that actual physiological changes occur within our bodies when we are angry. So anger in and of itself, as we said, is not bad. God created us to get angry sometimes. Uh, The key is learning how to express anger without it being destructive. It even can be constructive. Um, Psalm 79 sheds light on anger and I think healthy ways to deal with it. Um, Psalm 79 is a lament psalm. Um, Jewish people today read the psalm to remember the destruction of the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, the songwriter begins with a series of complaints. The Babylonians have destroyed the temple. The city is reduced to rubble. Many have died and the nations are scoffing at God's inaction. I don't know if you've ever felt that way, um, that God's not being very active. Yeah. Then the, the songwriter asks God to do something, to help or to take vengeance. He comes to see God's judgment is behind all that has happened, and he also understands his own responsibility in this state of affairs. So um, we're going to use Psalm 79 to kind of walk through uh, a good way to maybe look at, at anger. But first off, how do you usually express anger? Um, do you lash out physically or verbally, or do you turn inward towards yourself? Um I just kind of want you to kind of pause and think when when's a when's a good time that you've handled anger, you know, when when have you done it well? And maybe also think of an example of when you handled anger poorly. Um, that might be a lot of us, right? And so uh just kind of wrestle with those for a moment as we as we dive into this anger. So the first um, the first teaching point uh that I want to kind of hit home is that we we feel anger when we believe that we've been wronged, which leads us to want vindication. We feel anger when we believe that we've been wrong, which we've been wronged, which leads us to want vindication. So I want to read the the full Psalm seventy-nine. It's only thirteen verses. I want you to just kind of hear it in its entirety. Maybe you can pull it up on your phone or. Or wherever you're at, and just kind of follow along or um, go back to it when we're walking through some of this. But here it is. Verse one, O oh God, the nations have invaded your inheritance. They have defiled your holy temple. They have reduced Jerusalem to rubble. They have left the dead bodies of your servants as food for the birds of the sky, the flesh of your own people for the animals of the wild. They have poured out blood like water all around Jerusalem, and there is no one to bury the dead. We are objects of contempt to our neighbors, of scorn and derision to those around us. How long, Lord, will you be angry forever? How long will your jealousy burn like fire? Pour out your wrath on the nations that do not acknowledge you, on the kingdoms that do not call on your name, for they have devoured Jacob and devastated his homeland. Do not hold against us the sins of past generations. May your mercy come quickly to meet us, for we are in the desperate need. Help us, God, our Savior, for the glory of your name. Deliver us and forgive us our sins for your name's sake. Why should the nation say, where is their God? Before our eyes, make known among the nations that you avenge the outpoured blood of your servants. May the groans of the prisoners come before you with your strong arm. Preserve those condemned to die. Pay back into the laps of our neighbors seven times the contempt they have hurled at you, Lord. Then we, your people... The sheep of your pasture will praise you forever from generation to generation. We will proclaim your praise. And so the songwriter's anger stems from his belief that the Babylonians have wronged him. Now, anger is usually triggered by feelings of being wronged. It may not even be true, but our belief that someone has wronged us leads to anger regardless of that belief's validity. Right. Um, so I've gotten big into pickleball. I love playing sports. It's the sport I'm playing now. I played a tournament this past weekend. Um, usually play out in some public courts, uh, during the week. I really enjoy it. Uh, and to say that I'm competitive would be fair. Um, uh, I, I think I've got my competitive nature in check a little bit, but it still comes out. But, uh, the beauty of pickleball and the negative part that I'm gonna bring up here in a second is that it's it's very loose. Um there are rules, but there's not a judge, even the professionals they don't have judges to guard the lines. It's really you call the lines. You call your side, the other team calls their side. And so, um which, you know, there which is meant to be kind of keep keep some com- camaraderie into it, you know, just some fun times, but you know, it gets competitive. And there have been times I've been playing, especially when I'm playing tournaments, um, my competitors get the, the better of me, and I'll hit a shot that I think is incredible, um, that just paints that that out-of-bounds line, but if it hits the out-of-bounds line, it is in, and they will call it out. There'll be some times where I see it where it's it's not even online, it's completely in, and they'll still call it out. And there will be, when that happens that person I get so mad at him angrily. Now there have been times where I've said something out loud I said, are you sure? Um, now it's their call and I have to let it be their call but there are times where I will say something and then um, then as the points keep going on, there's something I can just feel it inside me. oh, I want to get him back so hard oh I want oh I'm just telling you that that, that I just want to be vindicate that horrible call. I remember when I first started my very first pickleball tournament, it happened and it got the better of me. I ended up losing that game because I just couldn't get my emotion in check. Um, But I completely get this idea that that anger rolls when we feel like we've been wronged and we want vindication. In verse 12, the psalmist asked God to pour out his wrath on the Babylonians. Now, when we're mad, we want the people who have hurt us to experience what we are experiencing. I want to crush that pickleball right back at them. Anger can become very dangerous because we are tempted to do things that we would regret afterwards. Sometimes we say things that we regret, right? So, here's the thing I want you to hear. If we are not immune to feeling hurt, if we're not immune to feeling hurt, then we are not immune to the desire to hurt others. Let me say that again. If we are not immune to feeling hurt, then we are not immune to the desire to hurt others. In verse 10, the psalmist wants revenge on those who are taunting his nation. When we're angry, we want to hurt those who hurt us, but we also want to show that we are right. We all feel There's a cosmic justice system that should maintain equilibrium. And when we are wrong, that balance of justice is thrown off kilter and we're tempted to right it ourselves because we know best, right? So what kind of thing most often makes you angry? We asked that in our gathering today and we had some good answers. Um, Have you ever been angry because you perceive something wrongly? And if so, how did you feel when you recognized the truth? You know, I've had times where I thought, you know, go back to the pickleball illustration, I thought that it was out. Um, and then my partner said, no, no, it was it was in. Or, or I thought it was in and it was out and my partner would say And so I have to suck it up, right? Um, so that, yeah, so that's a, that's a tough one. Here's point number two um, from Psalm 79. In dealing with our anger, we must first admit we are angry. So this psalm, um, it's not a long one, but this psalm describes how one person manages managed his anger. And within it, we can find the principles to help us with our own anger. Um, the psalmist does nothing to conceal his anger. He doesn't censor his prayer to make it more theologic, theologically correct. He simply pours out what is in his heart. That's what I love about the psalms is that they are so raw. Um, if you can get past, you know, it just being this Biblical document, right? This, it was written, there's so much passion in it, and they don't hide the things, right? And this one we see his anger. There's a Christian psychologist, Norm Wright, who says one reason anger is so difficult for most of us to deal with is that we are not comfortable admitting that we are angry. This is especially true for many Christians who believe that anger is a sign of spiritual immaturity. Or weakness, and that's how I grew up. I, I don't think my parents ever intentionally taught me that, but for some reason, it was a part of me that that, that Christians, I'm I not supposed to show my anger or me getting angry was um, that I'm not strong enough, right? Um, but if we don't admit our anger, we internalize it, and it, it and it becomes destructive. Internalized anger can become depression or physical sickness. Our experience of anger is a physiological response to an emotion, so the experience itself is morally neutral. Um, so we need to express our anger to God in prayer, um, and this—that sounds so weird to say out loud, right? Um, like I said, I, this isn't—I don't do this well but the idea that we need to express our anger to God in prayer is powerful that we are we are used to filtering our prayers through a grid of theological correctness right you know we have to get our prayers right so God will hear them but psalm 79 is an unsanitized and unfiltered prayer it is a cry from the heart that might not be exactly right uh, that might you know psalm 79 might not be theologically sound in the sense of like it's what we should say per se but it is sound, and being unfiltered. And here's the beauty of it. God can handle our anger because he knows what we're thinking and feeling anyway, right? Um, By expressing our anger to God in prayer, we release some of its toxicity. Do you have a hard time admitting you're angry? If so, why do you think that is? Um... Here's some other questions. What are some ways that we can know we are angry besides feeling as though we are going to lose our temper? You know, some other symptoms that I found that, you know, people that we find angry may include like poor concentration, irritability, a racing heart, a churning stomach, tense muscles, uncontrollable crying, substance abuse, or even depression. And so the last question is, have you ever prayed the way the psalmist does? Um, This is one I'm wrestling with when I'm figuring out um, the idea of what it means to truly pray the way the psalmist does. That's something I'm challenging myself with. So point three, we need to seek forgiveness for our own role in the situation. This one's a tough one. We need to seek forgiveness for our own role in the situation. In verse nine, the psalmist alternates between blaming the Babylonians for his problems and admitting his own wrongdoing. As he takes inventory of his actions, he realizes his sins have played a role in what he's experiencing. When we're mad, we must take the time to assess how we might have contributed. I know it's hard, but how we might have contributed to the problem. Problems rarely are one person's entire problem fault we may need others to help us see where we have gone wrong that's the tough one I loved um, today in our gathering Deb mentioned this idea that that she you know that she talks to anger right this idea that the need to talk to anger to ask it what we need to learn from our anger I love that illustration um, thanks Deb for that so we also need to seek forgiveness for our role in this situation. In verses 8 and 9, the psalmist asks for God's mercy. And mercy is only needed if sin has been committed. He asks God to forgive his own sins and the sins of his people. And I think that's where we're challenged to take ownership of any role we played in the situation and to figure out a way to apologize, right? Um, and that's tough. That's a tough one. Um We want to blame others when we're angry, but how do you think examining our own motives counteract that idea to want to blame others? You know, this idea that if I can stop and find my part in it, then my anger towards that person, that that the motive of they did it to me changes, that I recognize that I'm just as culpable in this, right? So, the idea of teaching point three is to seek forgiveness for our own role. And finally, the last teaching point today is that we need to leave room for God to work. So many of us feel like we should be the big brother for God, right? That God needs, that he's our little brother. We need to stick up for God, that we need to make things right. We need to set things right in the world. Um, and there are, we're, we're called to be active in this world. I don't want to say that, it, that we're all passive in this. But it, it seems like we're more active when we feel like we've been wronged, right, than when when we need to, to make it right for ourselves. But in our anger, anger should not be ever led through vengeance, but really a way to leave room for God to do his work. It's hard for us to pray this psalm because of its vengefulness, right? And in and, and, and Psalm 79, it, it, you know, it, it's not a great example of like turning the other cheek, but um, we do see uh, because we uh, we we get you know the, the psalmist didn't have Jesus' teachings. We do, and so we have to wrestle with the idea of how blunt the psalmist is, but also teachings we hear from Jesus, like in Luke uh, six. Let me read it. Luke six twenty seven and twenty eight says, "But to he, but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you." and pray for those who mistreat, mistreat you perhaps it's by praying for the destruction of others that we are able um to love them by leaving them to god's wrath we are able to leave them in his hands right this idea that um that when i pray for those who mistreat me you know um man it's not me that's going to do it. It's something God has to do, right? Another another reading we get is from Romans um, 12. Uh, where is it at? Let me see. I thought I had that for you guys here. Romans 12, um, it's 27 and 28 here. Wait, I don't think I copied it down right here. Where did I put that? I don't have the right slide in for you guys. Sorry if you're looking at the slides. I'm going to read Romans twelve seventeen through 19. This is what it says. But do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends. But here, And here it is. But leave room for God's wrath. For it is written, It is mine to avenge, I will repay, says the Lord. So, by expressing our anger now, you know, this idea of expressing, acknowledging that we have anger, we are purged of our resentment and are free to love. And God can be trusted with our rage and won't allow our tears when we shed them to be wasted. That we trust that God will avenge what needs to be avenged and will forgive what needs to be forgiven. Um, but the idea to trust, to trust God to do the work is key in our anger. Some questions to think through. Can we love our enemies and still pray as the psalmist did? <laughs> you know, the psalmist said, you know, burn them. You know, um, is that something that we've. We, progress from right how might such honest prayer actually change your heart towards a person if you were to able to pray in a way um that was true to who you were but also allowed god to be a part of it jesus said to pray for those who mistreat you so what do you think we should pray for them right <laughs> should we pray as the psalmist did uh, and that's an honest question um God tells us to pray for them, but what, He doesn't tell us what to pray. Uh, <laughs> you know, I think there's sometimes where I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to pray, <laughs> burn them, God, <laughs> and that's awful, right? Um, but I think that's honest. Um, but I, I have to be able to not stay there and, and to trust that I want God to be active in their lives as I want Him to be active in my life, right? Um, according to to Romans twelve nineteen, God gets angry and He avenges. And then I just say, well, why can't we? Well, I think the truth is God's anger, anger, and vengeance is never selfish or mistaken, and mine is. So my anger cannot lead, lead to vengefulness. My anger has to be placed in God's hands. So, Psalm 79 doesn't give us a step by step formula for dealing with our anger. I didn't I hope that's not what you're expecting, but it does assure us of God's Presence at all times. By watching how the psalmist deals with his anger, we can gain insight into how to deal with our own. So, which of the teaching points um, do you need to most apply in your life these days? Um, are you easily feeling wronged? Are you admitted when you're angry? Are you admitting when you're angry? Are you seeking forgiveness for your part in the problem, or are you leaving room for God to work? Um, love to you to kind of wrestle with that. Um, and kind of think through it. I want to read to you. Uh, I don't have a slide for this as well, but we read this in in our gathering today, and I want to. We left it as our benediction, and it comes from a a Benedictine monk monk, um, and it's just kind of this this benediction um, that I read, and it just resonates with me. I think it's going to be something I'm focused on all week, and I want to give it I'll give it to you guys as we go with this. May God bless us with discomfort at easy answers, half-truths, and superficial relationships so that we may live deep within our hearts. May God bless us with anger at injustice, oppression, and exploitation of people so that we may work for justice, freedom, and peace. May God bless us with tears to shed for those who suffer from pain, rejection, hunger, and and war, so that we may reach out our hands to comfort them and turn their pain into joy. And finally, and may God bless us with enough foolishness to believe that we can make a difference in this world so that we can do what others claim cannot be done, to bring justice and kindness to all our children and the poor. Hope this has given you something to think about uh, this week, um, what it means for you to wrestle with your anger and to acknowledge it and let God work through it. Hope you have a great day, grace, and peace.